Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where twice a week we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Sam. And I'm Stevie. And the score currently stands at 10-7 to Pokemon. And this time we're watching episode number 18, The Pixamon Cometh and Beauty and the Beach. Now it's time for a demonstration where we look at any messages we've been sent. Now it's time for a demonstration. Why would you do that? <laughs> because I'm a troll. Well, first we've got a tweet from at Connor with an O who says that they think the movie should count as 10 points each like the golden snitch, but not bullshit. Oh, was in like point wise. What was it like 150 or something? Something like that. Yeah. In Quidditch. Well, basically you catch the golden snitch and you win, which is a stupid rule. Pretty much thoughts is this a good or an awful idea like i think 10 points would be too much for a film i think we'll have to instead of giving a point for the film we'll have to pick some categories and then we can give them more points for the films so we can pick you know maybe plot villain animation i don't know if we'll even count points for it because it's not part of the series itself there might just be specials where we'll like say which one's the winner but not actually award points to the overall thing i think we are going to award points and i do think it is worth mentioning now that when we do the films i don't know about you but i'm thinking we should do them as close to each other time-wise as possible so because i'm pretty sure that the films are in different like obviously the first digimon movie which is well our war game is at the end of the series but pokemon is set you know at some random point in the story so it might be worth seeing where pokemon's going to be at the end of our war game well at the end of uh, adventure and maybe doing it then but i do feel like it's, it's really difficult because it's going to be at the end of adventure and we'll have a point system set well we'll have the points then so we'll know who's winning and if we do award points for them we might be somewhat biased personally i think the specials just shouldn't count towards the overall scores of the series because they're not part of the series we'll have to score them individually for other things instead and maybe we can do a different scoring system i don't know yeah maybe we'll have a film score or something oh there's not that many digimon films there are loads there's like nine of them (laughs) well in comparison to pokemon which has like twice as many wait there let's see how many films there are 22 movies yeah no and actually still 10 yes thank you connor for the feedback and i think we're gonna score the, the movies individually as as things instead of adding them to the series and the other bit of feedback we got was on with the will from wildwing 64 and they say some more thoughts as they're still playing catch up they don't remember if it was pointed out in episode six but in both shows the episode features a supposedly legendary creature it does which ones were they see episode six was Clefairy in the Moonstone and Togemon in Toy Town. Oh yeah, okay, so it had Clefairy, which was supposed to be legendary. And then... Oh, it might have been Numamon. Legendary creatures? Rumoured. Like, not, not legendaries in Pokemon, there's only one of them, but legendaries in, like, there's rumours about them that they might exist. Okay, but in both shows, the episode features a supposedly legendary creature, of which there is a large number. Both play a key role in their appearance, and they are legendary for ahem, very different reasons. I think they're on about to, uh, Numamon, but they're legendary for their this being 
lords. I don't know the word to say. The legendary for being disgusting. That's the one. Also, episodes seven and eight, particularly from the Pokemon perspective, were pretty interesting to listen to, as those were two of the only episodes they had on video as a kid. What episodes were they? The Waterflowers of Cerulean City and the Path to the Pokemon League. Oh god, I'm so sorry. Poor, poor child. They go on to say... I think back when we were still in an era where most cartoons weren't really sequential in the way the anime tends to be, it happens that the one Pokemon video got as a birthday present happened to have those two episodes. And if I wanted to watch the show where it wasn't on TV, I was basically stuck with these two. They also think that number six may have been on that video, but they don't really remember. Similarly with Digimon, the one video I got for a birthday had episode 10, 11 and 12 on it. So I'll stick with those three episodes with no Greymon. Ah, oh, they like Greymon too! Yes! Which ones were 10, 11, and 12? They were... The Clue from the Digipast, the Dancing Digimon, and Digibaby Boom. Only one of those won, and that was Digibaby Boom, because that's actually a good episode. I forget that we've done loads of episodes. Yeah, we've done... How many? We've done... 17 of them. We're currently doing the 18. We've made progress, slowly, steadily. In about three weeks? Two weeks? Um, we should go back to doing two episodes at a time. Yeah, just whenever you're ready. It's whenever this Comic-Con happens... For anybody who is interested, um, my partner's got a table at Comic-Con and we're doing loads of artwork and stuff and getting it printed and it's a nightmare to do because it's so expensive and there's so much stuff to do. But it's good. I've already decided that we're going to do a competition at one point and we're going to use some of the artwork and I'll send I'll send you copies of them because they're really cool. Meanwhile, I'll do the outro for the demonstration. You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr and Google forums if you search for The Moncast, or you can email us at themoncastpodcast.gmail.com. You can also leave a review for us on iTunes or Stitcher if you want to help us reach more people. The first episode we are watching this time is Beauty and the Beach. Ash, Misty and Brock wind up in Porta Vista, where they take some time to relax and unwind and do a spot of Grand Theft Boat. Meanwhile, Team Rocket have somehow acquired a giant Gyarados-shaped submarine that's pedal-powered, and unwittingly collide with the stolen boat, causing Ash and the gang to crash into a dock. Unable to pay for the damages, they start working for the owner at his restaurant to pay off their debt. Unfortunately, Team Rocket are working in a rival restaurant and try to thwart Ash's best efforts to gain customers. In order to make enough money to pay off their debt, they enter a beauty contest that also has Pokemon costumes for some reason. Also, Professor Oak, Ash's mom, and Gary Oak are all there for some reason, and Gary's group of fangirls somehow win or something so team rocket get annoyed and fire a heat-seeking missile at ash i really don't know how to explain this episode i'm sorry and then they save the restaurant and the old man goes off to live his dream of taking the the tiny boat around the world the tiny boat he already had so he could have lived this dream already anyway So I have to preface this with, I watched a really weird version online. It's probably the same version I watched. The audio was the dub, but the visuals were the Japanese version. Yeah, basically. And any time there was a bit where the dub didn't have anything in because they cut some parts, it was in Japanese. They took the dub episode, almost anyway, and cut back in the bits of the Japanese that had been edited out. Yeah, pretty much. So we know about the band parts. Yes, we do. And I, oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, I thought this was the Tentacruel episode. Well, that's supposed to be the 18th episode, but this one does at was actually aired once or twice, I think. But it didn't have the band bits. It had the so the woman in this, but she's also in the Tentacruel episode. And they were by a, a beach, and I thought this is going to be the one. And then 
this episode starts, and I do not remember this episode at all, and I know why I don't remember it. It's because it didn't air when I was younger. Why didn't it air, though, Stevie? What happened in this episode that they made that said that they couldn't air it? Um, something to do with James entering the beauty contest with breasts that he inflates. Inflatable breasts. It's weird. <laughs> It aired in Japan on June 24th, 2000, and it was heavily edited. Looking at it without the Japanese parts, it really feels out to be like nothing of an episode. It doesn't feel like a full episode. Like, it gets weird at the end, but that's because of the heavy amount of editing. Even with the Japanese one in it, it's, it's weird. It's an episode. So, dare I say it? What did you like about this episode? Team Rocket Submarine was the first thing, just because... It's, it's Team Rocket Submarine. It's cool. And I'm pretty certain we see it a lot, and it's just interesting. <laughs> I know they have a long history of pedal-powered submarines. They have a Gyarados one, they have a Magikarp one at one point, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty certain they do. Which I think is great. They had to downgrade from Gyarados to Magikarp. How would you even have a pedal-powered submarine? No idea. So, there's a scene, or well, the bit at the start, which I quite like, I think. It's when they first see Misty in a bikini, and Ash says, It's just weird to see you looking like a girl. And I took that in two ways. It's either good or bad. One, does Ash look at her and not see her gender and just see that's Misty? Or does he not think she's feminine? Kind of hope it's the first one that he doesn't really look at her and go, oh, that's Misty, that's a girl. And then it sort of dawns on him when she's in a bikini. They were just sort of (laughs) shell-shocked. Ash is 10. Ash shouldn't have these feelings. He's 10. At least Brock wasn't pervy. Oh, well, not not yet. Not towards Misty, because Misty's unattractive apparently it's because she's a redhead it's because she's 10 14 isn't she i'm sure she's like 14 no brock's like 15 yeah she's 10 in the anime well they all go off on the pokemon adventures when they're 10 so a 15 year old is hanging around with two 10 year olds mm-hmm. okay it got weird let's get back onto things the bit that genuinely made me laugh in this was it cuts to them on the boat and i was like where did they get a boat from why would they have a boat and then i've got like it starts my notes say do they steal a boat then cat socks they don't steal a boat it was great that they just sort of took the boat it was just the way they were like oh thank you for getting the boat brock i didn't get the boat you were already on the boat oh i came onto the boat because ash was already on the boat we stole a boat <laughs> so good i genuinely laughed at that bit i thought that was really good as you do you just accidentally steal a boat because plot has to happen yeah this entire plot happens because they stole a boat and I don't get this episode. It is odd. Anyway, other things that we liked. The tiny angry woman. She's this little tiny angry awful human being. That knows how to repair submarines. And also somehow figures out that they're in Team Rocket. Only Team Rocket can afford such expensive inflatable breasts. One thing I thought was really weird. Did it turn into a cooking anime? Sort of. It, be- it became a whole new show where its restaurant was. I did like that. There's the rival tea, rival restaurant. Look at them with their super fancy things. Oh, there they are. We're going to do better than you. Oh, let's use tactics. Oh, let's undermine those tactics. It stopped being an episode of Pokemon and turned into an episode of some sort of food anime. I liked it when Ash just got out all of his Pokemon and started putting them to work. Just like, this this is slave labour. I like it when the Pokemon aren't just fighting. Although, to be fair, it is slave labour that they're doing. It is. They're not getting paid. Meowth's sabotage was good as well, though. It's got some of my favourite music in that bit as well, from the show. Can't describe it, but I'm going to try and find it for the outro. It's a certain piece of music that they have in the show whenever something bad or weird happens, and I love it. I like that he laughs at his own puns sometimes. Well, you have to laugh at your own puns sometimes, because no one else does. Meowth has the best puns. I'm waiting for you to say one of them. 
Oh, I can't remember any of them, though. I was hoping that you'd have one. I've forgotten what the pun was. I would have written it down if I thought on. So, this is how bad it is. I honestly thought that it was a different episode because I've got in my notes. I forgot this part of the plot even happened. All I remember is there's a tentacle and a horsey and a resort. Well, that's the next episode. <laughs> what even is this episode? I think I missed it. I honestly do not remember this episode. Of course you missed it. it yeah, it was rerun once and then never shown again in the US. I don't even know it was even shown in the UK, like, ever. No one listening is going to have any idea what's going on. No, seriously, it does benefit to watch it. Any more likes? I'm done for likes, I think. I like it when they all just start telling the old man to follow his dreams. So it's the 10-year-old kids who stole his boat. They just sort of gang up on him like, No, you gotta follow your dreams! You gotta, Mo. Go, Mo. Follow your dream. Oh, yeah, his name's Mo. <laughs> it's almost like he's bullied into it. Just like all three of them in front of him looking quite intimidating. Just like, follow your dreams. I'm terribly old. Follow them. Just leave the restaurant. Just leave it. It won't be. It'll, it'll be here when you get back. Nothing will be on fire. Go. Do it. Any more likes? <laughs> After that bit, it gets to the beauty contest part. There are only a few things I liked. Gary is amazing. Is he? He is the best. Is he? He is basically exactly like any rival in the games ever, because he is just a complete and utter It's perfect. And I like it when he just calls out Ash. He's like, I know you're there. I am here and I am amazing. How? How are you amazing, Gary? What have you done? You just have women, not girls, women following you around. You're 10. You taught them songs. These ladies are like, oh yeah, let's follow this 10-year-old boy around and support him. Yay, go him. He's the best. Is he? Is he really? Gary, Gary, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. (laughs) Let's go, Gary. Let's go. He has a car. He does. He has an expensive car. In a world without roads. What's he even doing on this island? Other things that I liked. I liked that the Gyarados submarine can go on land. Just because it's an incredibly well-designed vehicle. This is certainly a step up from the last couple of things they've had. Which have basically been iterations of a giant vacuum and then also a cardboard box. It's like a bicycle submarine that can go on land and underwater. It's very economic though. It doesn't have any waste produced. It doesn't run on petrol or fuel or anything. It just runs on pedal power. So at least they care about the environment. How do they launch heat-seeking missiles on pedal power? I don't know. I don't know how this works. We'll talk about the heat-seeking missile after him in the don't likes. I have things to say about it. Any more likes? My final thing is that both Pidgeotto and Charmander say Char. Pidgeotto doesn't say like his name. It just says Char. So they both say Char. So they're both Charmander, you say? Yes. Pidgeotto speaks Charmander. Ash has a bird Charmander and a lizard Charmander. That's a like. Yeah, because it's interesting. Pidgeotto doesn't just say its own name. It makes an almost bird sound. An almost bird sound. I never heard a bird go, Would you rather it went, Pidgeotto? I'd rather it go, Pidgeotto. Pidge, pidge, pidge. Pidgey, Pidgeotto. She goes, Otto, Otto, Otto. That would be so annoying. But yeah, that was my final like. Good. Okay, let's get into things we don't like, because I have a lot. There's a lot to sort of be weirded out about. So, my first thing is when the old man sees Misty, he's all blushing, but then he's like, you remind me of my granddaughter. No, but you're also oogling a 10-year-old girl. That is just the tiniest bit creepy. Uh, you could have just not had that line. I wonder if he oogles his granddaughter as well. You don't have to talk about it, Stevie. I I just wanted to make it clear to the listeners that incest is bad. (laughs) Oh my god! We could just imply it, you know? We can just subtly skirt around the issue and say, you know, well, he's, he's, he's ogling Misty while talking about his granddaughter. We don't have to blatantly point at the thing and go, look at this. Look at this filth happening here. Let's move on, shall we? (laughs) 
Ahsoka and Ash's mom are traveling together. Why? They're part of a group that are going and doing a thing, but you don't see the group. You only see Ash's mom and Oak. Why are they so close? He's the local professor. Because Ash's dad isn't there anymore. And Ash's mom is very lonely. And will settle for an old man. Older? He's not old. He's got grey hair, therefore he's an old character. He's an older man. He's got a good job. She's just so lonely in a quiet house until, spoiler alert, Ash gets a Mr. Mime and suddenly it gets weird in there. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. This episode got banned because, for some reason, and it's not really explained very clearly, it, you can see it visually because James inflates his breasts, but somehow Team Rocket joined this beauty competition because there is a beauty competition. It's a beauty competition with Pokemon with costumes, so there's one of... of Squirtle and who's the other one? Is it Starmie? They're like a UFO thing. And the other one is Ekans and Coughing being apparently an Omanyte. But then those are the only two that we see for some reason. But also it's a sexy lady competition. And I think my favourite line in this entire thing is Misty saying this is totally embarrassing and degrading but we need the money. I'm like, I know Misty, I feel really bad for you. You're the only girl so you've got to go and do the sexy dance walk. The thing is, they've already introduced another concept which is Pokemon costumes. They could have had it as that instead of having sexy lady booby James. And James with breasts, I don't get it. They have Jesse. <laughs> Why do they need both of them to, to go and do it and also introduce this entirely bizarre concept? Like, I don't get what the show, like, this contest is. It's bizarre. I have a feeling it's probably Japanese humour. But it's two things at once. Either, like, a, a a beauty contest or weird Pokemon costume thing. Why is it stuck together? In-game Pokemon contests, both the trainer and the Pokemon sort of have a part. But Gary doesn't have any Pokemon. It's just Gary up there. But Gary is Gary, and Gary only needs Gary to be the best. And his six ladies... Yeah, that was his team. They all went back in the Pokeballs after the contest. Is that what he got from his grandpa? He's like, I'll give you a special Pokemon and it's just a woman. Here, have five more as well. Now you have a fan club. Gary's like, uh, I don't want these. And Professor Oak's like, nonsense, I have plenty of them. No, Gary wouldn't be like that. Gary would be like, thanks, Granddad. Wicked cool. I'm going to go rub them in Ash's face. <sighs> so yeah, um, it's a weird contest and it's degrading for Misty and they give James breasts and they inflate and deflate. They're in there for what? Maybe two scenes? And then suddenly they're Team Rocket again. The tiny angry woman is saying, I know you're Team Rocket. <laughs> As they're standing in full uniform. <laughs> and I've repaired your submarine. Now go and fire a missile at the contest. What does she want? Like, she's rich. She's already got a really high-end restaurant. But no, she wants to blow up the underdog restaurant and also all the people at the competition. And they fire a heat-seeking missile. And they fire the missile and there's enough time for uh, Gary to make a smart little quip and Ash to say something and then to call out Charmander and Pidgeotto and them to say their names before the missile even gets close to them. It's a very slow travelling missile. But then they turn it back on Team Rocket, which if they'd just gone into the ocean, they would have been fine. But no, they have to pedal straight toward the other restaurant. It's called karma. Because plot. It's just Team Rocket's way to mess things up as dramatically as possible. Okay, anything else you don't like? Because I am done. I'm done with this episode. Okay, well, there was one line from Misty before the beauty contest, which was, I'd like to enter the beauty contest, which is clearly, it's just not Misty saying that. It's just the writers forcing it into her mouth. She's like, Misty, you're going in this beauty contest. I couldn't see Misty wanting to join it. Exactly. It's just completely forced in, contrived rubbish. She seems the sort of person who's 
comfortable with her body and herself. She doesn't need to go and enter a contest to prove herself that, that she's beautiful. I can see her entering it to get money because they need the money for the restaurant. But I can't see her actually liking having to do it. I mean, even when she's on the stage, she says to herself, this is degrading and embarrassing. I really feel for Misty in this episode. Yeah, Misty's just been sort of pushed into a role that she doesn't really want to fulfill. It's not pleasant to watch. Other things, Oak says he's quite a boy about Ash. While the camera is sort of focused with Ash's crotch in the corner of the screen. Oh, I didn't notice that. Me with my dirty mouth, I was just like, oh, Oak, why would, why, why, you, you paedophile? What is wrong with you? Oh my god, this episode. This episode is a shambles. It is just bad. And he's quote-unquote banging Ashley's mother. Oh my god. It's just Oak. I don't like Oak anymore. I'm scared. Like, what are you going to do to the Digimon episode this week? Nothing. This episode is filthy. Okay, my last thing is that Mo could have easily fulfilled his dream 20 years ago because he already owned a boat. Why did he need these three random children to start working for him and... Why did they have to convince him to go fulfill his dream? He could have just done it himself ages ago. Like, he had the boat and he had the restaurant. All he had to do was get some people to work for him and then he could have just gone. Could have just got some Pokemon and left them in charge. He only needs one member of staff and then lots of slave labour Pokemon. Sorted. But yeah, that's everything about this this horrible episode. I'm glad it was banned. Okay, so what's your favourite character or thing and why? I'm going to say Squirtle and Starmie and their Magneto costume because they look like Magneto with like a plate of metal under him flying around and it's cool. Yeah, I like that. Actually, mine is the coughing and Ekans thing because it looks a little Cthulhu-esque with the little tentacle beard. It wasn't as good as Magneto. Yeah, it was really cool. But I like I like it for Team Rocket. There, it's sort of a last minute panic of, oh, what do we make? Let's get some seaweed and stick it to coughing. And now overall thoughts. Uh, I can see why it was banned. Yes. It's filler. It's absolutely filler. Like Nothing advances in this episode. Not only that, but it's bad filler. It's awful. We've had good filler before. It's just nothing. They've just made the whole plot based around something that is quite controversial and added fake breasts and it's just bad it's not anything that i'd want to watch again ever yeah no like the only thing i found genuinely funny was the bit where they realize that they stole the boat which is completely unlike them i couldn't imagine one of them just hopping on a boat and being like oh here's a boat and then everybody else hopping on and then they just take the boat i'm sure at one point someone would have said are we allowed to take the boat also how did they start the boat with the keys in the boat it's got plot holes and it's got objectification of women and professor oak james having breasts isn't a bad thing but it's the fact it's in two scenes and it makes no sense why it's there. And it's like the competition itself doesn't make any sense and why that's there and what it's supposed to be. It just it feels like a mess. Like, did they set up the competition or is it a competition that was already happening? Why is Brock being the announcer for it if it's something that's been set up by some other people? So all I can gleam from that is that they set up the competition. People had to pay to enter or something. So the old man wants to do a beauty contest to make some money. And it's just... It just has the odour of perversion and, and weirdness, and I don't get it. It doesn't feel Pokemon-esque. The point of Pokemon is having adventures with these creatures, and in this episode, literally, there's the most token appearance from the Pokemon. A, helping out in the restaurant, and B, being costume characters for no reason in a contest that makes no sense whatsoever. This episode just wasn't fun to cover. No, no. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed listening to us be sad about this episode existing. 
The second episode we are watching is The Piximon Cometh. The kids are walking through the desert as usual when they are attacked by Coagamon. Agumon is unable to digivolve, but fortunately Piximon saves them in the nick of time and whisks them away to train them. Everyone is put in charge of cleaning duties, except Tai and Agumon, since Piximon has some special training for them. In the middle of the night, Izzy and Matt's tags start to glow. So they go looking for their crests and find them in a well, where they are spotted by Atomon. Meanwhile, Tai and Agumon are in some very weird cave with flashbacks, fog and character development. Agumon digivolves to Greymon and saves the group from Atomon's Tyrannomon, and then they start walking through the desert again. What did you like about this episode? Couple things at the start. I like in the recap where Mimi says, and a well-placed cactus took care of the ship. I think what Mimi meant to say is a plot device cactus appeared and took care of the ship. Because that cactus just comes out of nowhere and just destroys the ship for no reason. Also, I super appreciated the opening today or when I watched it. And I think it's because I watched it after Pokemon, after watching that awful episode. And then the Digimon intro started and I was like, yeah, I like it this time. I'm feeling really nostalgic for it. And it made me happy. And they were walking in the desert. And I was like, yeah, this is what I know. It's the most iconic Digimon. Starts off with the the theme song and then they're in the desert. First thing I liked was TK waving a lot. TK so sassy in that bit though as well. They were having a conversation and then Tyro just ruined it. And he's just really sassy. And it doesn't really match up because he's smiling and just talking a lot. It's where they've stuck a lot of conversation into a, into a scene. He does a whole lot of waving. I like immediately after that when they're attacked by Kuagumon and Tai has that little reservation about Ogumon evolving. And it's good because Tai is my favourite gogglehead, I think. I like Tai having character development, especially this arc. It's mostly focused on him having this stumble where he's had school grade monopia and he's like oh this is really not what having a crest is all about now i've got to find out what having a crest is about and how do i get over this and to be fair it's a really weird way of him learning he didn't really learn anything he just taught himself how to ride a bike well he realized that he messed up but he can't focus on it too long because if he just keeps swelling on it he'll never learn to not mess up Yes, I like this personal growth. This character development's good. I think it's what makes this arc seem better for me. Even though I know it's not the best arc and it's a bit silly and etamon. But I also like this focus on Ty and his development and getting over this problem that he had, which was him being a bad chosen child or whatever. Yeah, doing it with the weird cave is odd, but it works, I guess hallucinations taught him a lesson anything else you like in the battle with koagumon i like it when gabumon calls out basically agumon's lines that he should be saying it's like gabumon just says agumon did you evolve to greymon and it's weird hearing different digimon saying the wrong names i like when you first meet piximon and he's just walking past them super nonchalantly because they're they've just climbed out of the sand and they lay there and Piximon's just like, yep, yeah, gonna walk past, not even say hello to them or anything. Is it not until Mimi grabs him that he stops trying to walk away? <laughs> Piximon's a bit like, did you ever watch The Land Before Time? There's a character called Ducky, and Piximon always reminded me of Ducky. I think he's more like Yoda. Yeah, I think there's Yoda in there as well. Piximon's actually kind of a badass, though. Yeah, I like Piximon a lot. Also, Piximon is so small. I know, it's cute. I thought it would be maybe like twice or three times that size. Because in Digimon World, it's even with the wingspan, Piximon's almost the same size as you. But then in this, it's this tiny little, little pink blob. <laughs> that could wipe out a Kawakamon. Also, like, whilst we're talking about Piximon, what are the straps around its feet for? So it doesn't hurt its feet if it walks. But it's barefoot. Well, is it around the ankles or the feet? The actual feet. What are they for? So his toes don't fall off. 
it doesn't really make sense. Like, um, they're just two small belts around its feet, but they don't serve a purpose. When do belts ever serve a purpose? Okay, random tangent. I was going to mention it later on, but if you just Google Piximon on Google search and you go down, there's a picture of Gomamon. Oh, is it his dumb face? For context, it's when it's shortly after this when they meet Piximon and Piximon says that they've got food back at his house and Gomamon's face is googly eyes and his head is huge. I like how it expands as well. All they did animation-wise was just click and drag to expand. See, other things I like. I'm pretty certain when the portal closes, it makes a fart sound. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know why I find that funny. I think it's just because I can imagine like a portal is... It's just the best sound effect for that. Uh, uh, okay, that's made me happy. Okay, when Ty goes off to the cave to do the special training, did you see the statue that there was? No. It's in the foreground, and I think it's either Metal Greymon or War Greymon. Really? Like the horns on the side look like War Greymon's horns because they've got the upturned horn with like a band around it. So it's slight foreshadowing, very subtle. Which I thought was nice. That's interesting. So it actually has flashbacks and foreshadowing in this cave i could see it being foreshadowing for one of them i think it's just a statue that vaguely looks like Greyman. okay let's get back to the episode i also like the moment where sora and mimi are speaking joe out about people disappearing but to be fair they also do have a very valid point like people are disappearing because izzy and matt have gone to find their crests but they do have like a, a genuine point that ever since they've met peximon people have been disappearing maybe piximon is taking them away but they're joking about it but it's it's a genuinely valid concern anything else you like i liked it when ty and argument were in the boat and they started having a little sort of childish argument i like their little moment together i also like um izzy and matt's little moment together where they're talking about oh what 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 do you want this crest for izzy has the the logical knowledge-based one. I want to see what happens next for uh, Kabutomon. And then Matt says, I want to make myself stronger. Matt's trying to be deep, but he's not deep. Matt's an edgelord. I want to digivolve myself. I like how they have to put themselves in danger to get their crests. Like, they have to leave the barrier. They don't have their Digimon with them, so they've got to go and put themselves at risk being completely exposed to go and get the crest unfortunately it also alerts etamon so i feel like it's a bit plot it's weird plot wise like why have they got to go and leave the barrier to go and get their crest but also because they left the barrier to go and get the crests etamon found what they are it's confusing and weird that's pretty much everything i liked actually the character development was simple but nice and it's not something you get in pokemon really because it's sort of forgotten because Ash regresses like all the time, but time when he develops actually develops a bit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even even um, Izzy and Matt to some level get a bit of character development. It gives them backstories to why they're so determined of finding their crests and what it means to them. And Joe is still a worry. What? Yes, he is. But yeah, that's all my likes. I've got a couple more. Most importantly, I think for me is Tyrannomon. I really, really like Tyrannomon's design and I like its evolution line. It reminds me of the V-Pets because it's it's one from the originals and it's really cool. It's a little dinosaur. I like dinosaurs and I like seeing the dinosaurs and stuff and it's a little, it's a big red dinosaur. It's also the one that I'd get a lot in Digimon World. Tyrannomon's just sort of a staple Digimon. It's basic and it's just a dinosaur. Also, I like the little spirit quest they go on with the boat and everything. It's a bit weird. It's cool. Seeing his past self 
being unable to ride a bike. It's a metaphor that I think kids could understand quite well. It's not complicated at all, but it works, I guess. At least most of the audience will be able to understand to some level that that feeling they could almost empathise with being unable to ride a bike and not knowing how to ride a bike. Or falling off a bike and wanting to, well, being scared to get back on it. And then the last thing I like was some animation thing where did Greymon trip up Tyrannomon? As he ran past him. I don't know. There's a little shot where I think Tyrannomon's there. Then suddenly Greymon's there. It seems really sped up. And it was just really weird and blurry as well. It was interesting that Tyrannomon was attached via cables. Like he was plugged into the Dark Network. It's almost like Etamon used the Dark Network to make Tyrannomon. Because when he ripped him out of the cables, he disappeared. No, I think that was the cables disappearing. Did he plug Tyrannomon into the cables, do you think? Um, the cables probably like ensnared Tyrannomon and took control of it. Yeah, okay, I could see that. I could see Etamon doing that. If he can make things de-digivolve, he could probably control a Tyrannomon. Either way, it was a small fight and it was cool. I'm glad there wasn't a lot of fighting in this episode. But dislikes now. I didn't write any down because the last, like, the Pokemon episode just wore me out so much. I really enjoyed this episode a lot more. Well, that makes things easier for me. I can just spiel. First of all, bad jokes, of course. They're always there. Then there was Kawagamon's being reused again. Even though, why on earth would a Kawagamon be in the desert? It was in the forest last time. I like Kawagamon because it's almost like a, a measuring stick where they can compare their power because they fought it at the start and they fight it several times and as they fight Quagamon they it, it shows that maybe they're stronger and stuff well except they can't defeat Quagamon because it's there because Quagamon's the best no because Agumon can't digivolve because character development plot reasons they say that Quagamon's bigger but it does like it really looks bigger and it also has worse sounds than last time it, it doesn't make any of the cool noises that it made it's just like rawr so that was bad i didn't like them reusing Quagamon. they could have used a different digimon that would have been more suited to the environment and that's not been seen before but animation budgets exactly then there was piximon's attacks they just sort of make up words and put them together and he makes lots of random silly noises and they reuse the spinning thing it's just like oh, 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 oh pixie portal or whatever and that's silly i don't get why he has to spin around and make silly noises because he's a pixie but it's bad also in pixiemon's dojo there's a whole lot of panning left and right i was quite aware of that where um they just reused a one big frame of animation and just flip left and right i could see it as being a cool way of showing time progressing but it, it was a bit disorientating it's just like we're panning right they're there panning left they're there panning right now they're there again panning left now they're there again it's just why so much panning <laughs> but now but pixiemon is yoda that's my final sort of nitpicky thing it's just like let's not create a character let's just take yoda and put him into pixiemon and there we go now he can do what yoda does and train people and that was boring and the cleaning doesn't even teach anything. No, it doesn't. They're just forced to clean. It's just like, we're teaching Thai things. You all clean now. I could understand if they did learn some great lesson and they're like, oh, we really learned a lot from you. What did you learn? Benefit of hard work is that you get fed. Matt and Izzy got their crests outside of his training area, so he had no part of that. Yeah, he just speaks like Yoda for no reason. And the title, The Piximon Cometh, I was assuming it would he would have a bigger role, but he just is sort of there he saves him from kawagamon sends ty and Agumon off and makes the rest of them clean yeah he doesn't actively train them though does he he just points at his 
house and goes clean that and then he points at a cave and says go in there it's not like he physically did anything really it's just a weird cave <laughs> sort of psychedelic cave it also isn't explained then there's my one serious complaint which is that there's a lot of just the characters saying exactly what's happening to just explain what's going on stuff like my powers being drained or it zapped them so now they can't digivolve or we found our crests or um i cannot evolve into greymon yeah stuff like that it's just lazy it's boring it's bad it's not actual dialogue or even monologue it's just i'm going to state the obvious at least say something useful don't just exposition any more things you don't like no that's all my stuff okay what was your favorite thing in this episode let's just go with gilmore's face gilmore's dirt face gilmore's dirt face 2.0 yeah his hungry face almost trumps his dirt face almost what was your favorite thing tyrannomon it's a big red dinosaur. Yes, it is. And I like dinosaurs. And you like red. I prefer orange. You like red. I can't say Greymon again. <laughs> what are your overall thoughts for this episode? It had a lot of plot in it. There was a less fighting, which I enjoy. I enjoy episodes where it's not so much, oh, here's the monster, fight the monster. It's focusing a bit more on Ty and giving Ty that moment where he's learning more about himself and his problems and how he should approach evolution, how he should treat evolution instead of it being something that he can always fall back on because in this episode, you know, Agumon couldn't evolve to defeat Kuragumon and him learning about, you know, maybe he shouldn't be scared because if he spends all his time being afraid of it, he's never going to evolve again and he, he's going to need it if they've got the crests they need to use that power to fight Etamon. So it's 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 good to see him having his little moment. It's definitely the start of us seeing him become the leader. It's a good character development episode. A few nitpicky things like Pixiemon being a bit eh. Like Pixiemon wasn't great as a character. Yeah, yeah. I could I feel like they could replace Pixiemon with a lot of other Digimon and it'd still be okay. If not better. I'll just make him a bit less silly and goofy. Or a Yoda reference. Or make him just actually do some sort of training for everyone else. Yeah, I did feel like they did need to have something to help the other kids. Because most of it was just Ty and then also them wiping surfaces. Also, while he's scrubbing his floors, Piximon flies. He's not exactly going to be walking on the floors. Well, he was walking in the desert. Overall, it was pretty good. There was nothing particularly awful. Yeah, I liked it. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. Okay, well, let's start with our Monster of the Week. And mine is... The first episode, Beauty and the Beach. That is a monster of an episode. It's awful. I'm inclined to agree. I get why it's banned. It's a messy plot. It's weird. It doesn't really make sense. I don't get why it's there. But hey-ho, there it is. Also, because I couldn't really pick a monster because there's not really many. There's Pixiemon, but Pixiemon's okay. I've already picked Tyrannomon. There's no new Pokemon in this episode. There's the Gyarados submarine, but that's not really a monster. Just That episode itself is a mess. James Breasts are the biggest monster. <laughs> I was going to pick them, but I decided not to, and I thought be a bit more dignified and just refer to the entire episode. But nope, there you are. You pointed at them. Which episode do you think had the best storyline? Digimon. Yep. Character development and crests and plot happened. Pokemon was filler and a shambles. We're supposed to care about this random old man. Even to the fact that it was banned, it didn't stop the plot happening. Like We didn't, like even watching it when I was younger, I didn't realise there was a, an episode missing because nothing happened. It's just a nothing episode. It's got a whole lot of awful things in it. Instead of something good or something important, it's just a whole lot of bad stuff. Were there any similarities or differences between these episodes? There was a boat in each one. Yep. 
there's sand in each of them as well. I, I'm trying to find a, uh, similarities about character development and stuff, but it's hard to do it when there are filler episodes because there's no character development. There's hardly ever any in Pokemon anyway, really. Especially not for Ash. No. And it's such a weird episode. It does honestly feel like a restaurant anime. Did they have to do any cleaning? No, no. It's not even that as a similarity. <laughs> Let's see. Differences. Pokemon was banned. This episode of Digimon wasn't banned. They both did something different in this episode. Yeah, these are both very standout episodes, even if they stand out in different ways. Yeah, they don't follow the generic plot. They don't turn up and there's the Pokemon they have to sort. Instead, it's they went and had a good time and something bad happened and they've got a... I suppose one similarity, and it's so out there, is they both have to deal with the consequences of a bad action. Ty has to deal with the fact that he made School Greymon appear and Ash and the gang have to deal with the fact that they destroyed someone's dock and boat and they have to deal with that. It's very loose and it's really flimsy and pointless, but that's that's as close to a similarity episode and plot-wise as I could get. Well, Ty's more dealing with his own personal problem, whereas Ash and co. broke the law. Like, they genuinely broke the law. They really didn't care in writing this episode. No, they were just like, this has to happen, let's make it happen. We'll brute force it, and it'll be bad. It'll be horrible. No one will enjoy watching this. Also, the episode's really short. Yeah, the edited version's apparently only 18 minutes long, so that's without the awful bits. There's one difference. Pokemon was bad and Digimon was alright slash good. Which episode did you enjoy the most? Digimon. Yep, same here. It didn't make me sad and disappointed. They got stuff done. Two more people have got crests. Ty's starting to overcome his fear of... Basically overcome his fear of Digivolving. Or messing up his digivolution again. Or at least he's come to terms with the fact that he can't stay afraid of it. Agumon as well isn't afraid of Digivolving again. Anything else? No, I think we could just give the point to Digimon. The score currently stands at 10-8 to Pokemon. Join us again next time where we'll be watching episode 19. Tentacool and Tentacruel and the Prisoner of the Pyramid. You can subscribe to the Moncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave us an iTunes review or Stitcher review for us, that'd be really good and we'd be really grateful. You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr and with the Will forums if you search for the Moncast. Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to contact us if you want anything mentioned on the show and we'll cover it in the next administration segment. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. finger really hurts <laughs> i full-on went to grab something and it, it really stabbed me well it's your own fault it hurts you'll get no symphony 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 yeah you'll get no symphony from no me. symphony of the night <laughs> we'll get no sympathy either <laughs> ow every episode stop, every damn episode stop hurting <laughs> yourself i can't help it i like seeing the pokemon get used oh that sounds awful <laughs> so i just had to get rid of all the bad feelings from the last episode <laughs> okay if it did your man did your man did your man did your man
Digimon, Digital Monsters, Digimon are the champions. Digital Monsters, Digimon are the champions. No, we're getting through this because I need to eat food I haven't eaten today. Oh, fine.